yeah it's been over a fucking year and we haven't uh done, done a podcast anything. and uh, things have happened in between like the uh what is it ukraine gas prices coronavirus all sorts of good shit <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh come back after a year I think uh we definitely uh have a lot to talk about. He had gray hair and a gray beard to come down here. But he had long hair that was a yellowish gray. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. Sucking chupacabra is on the loose. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Go! No! Run! Run! Well, everyone, thanks for coming in and tuning in to Into the Netherverse. I am your host, Kyle, and uh, your other host is Victoria, my beautiful wife, sitting next to me on the bed. She's sitting all grand, queen of the Nile. Oh, yes. I'm sitting in this uh, wooden chair, hurting my back even more because <laughs> she's not going to get up and get in a chair. We all know that, for God's sakes. <laughs> so, you know, it's been a long and wild ride. Um, it has been over a year, actually. Let me check the, uh, I can actually go on the site and see when that was released. Um, that episode was released on November 25th, so it's been, it's been almost, it's been about seven or eight months, and well, apparently, I uh, well, yeah, I know, and it, apparently 107 people have listened to it, but I have yet to see any analytics on that from Anchor. By the way, uh, that's what I'll be using, um, for these podcasts, it's free, um, Anyways, so I guess the last episode we talked about, we had to recap on that, was Hellhounds and other BS. Yes, um, the chunk boys. Or chunk boys, the big old fat boys. Um, I guess today we were talking about... Um, Just random... We, we honestly... Well, the thing is, when I first developed this podcast um, platform, I wanted it to be... You know, into the, into the netherverse, kind of like, you know, talk about paranormal and other stuff, but you know... I guess... Oh, yeah, you wanted structure. I wanted structure, but then I realized, you know what? You can't get structure on podcasts anymore. It's all pretty much like... everything's not structure. Well, yeah, we're, I'm just terrible at structure. I mean, look <laughs> at my life. It's a fucking train wreck. Oh, oh, by the way, this podcast is explicit content, so if you have kids listening, you can probably put them in the other room. Well, it's too late for that. I already said fuck a couple times, but oh, well. Um, <clears throat> so I guess... Um, over time, I evolved the podcast into well. It's only been two episodes, so it really isn't much of an evolution. It's been <laughs> it's been an evolution on show basis every time. Um, and folks, yes, I try to keep the cussing to a limit, but sometimes it gets a little overzealous. But uh, please don't just uh, go on the reviews and say, "Oh, they don't cuss," because I don't. That's not all I do. Um, but back to the structure part, which we're digressing horribly on this, where I am at least. Um, the point. I guess is more of like a general discussion point. You know, I would like to eventually get this out there and then have people, you know, guest call, I guess call like guests I can talk to and my wife can talk to about other events and stuff like that. But I don't know. Um, as of right now, I guess we're just catching up on old times and 
I'll tell you the truth. If I can go back eight months and just deal with what we have with coronavirus, I'd be a lot happier than we are right now because I'll tell you that much. uh, We are just... uh, (laughs) I mean, shit's going on in Ukraine, you know, uh, gas prices. You know, we're not going to get too political about it here. Um, Anyways, there was an incident that happened when I was a kid that... Well, a few incidences. Um, I'm not the biggest believer in paranormal. Um, there are a lot of people out there who are more overzealous than I am. Um, mainly my wife. She's a Wiccan and studies you know, the Book are of the Dead. I'm just kidding. She doesn't do any of that. <clears throat> um, but there have been a few things that I've questioned myself over. Um, I'm not going to be the typical I'm the man of science and like I have to see it to believe it. It's more of like things that have happened that are strange to me. Um, have happened to me and it's not a whole lot of things, but uh, there's a lot of stories I've heard from other people. Um, you know, on first episodes about Bigfoot and Bigfoot sightings, the second episodes about the hellhounds. I mean, you're going to get a mixed bag of goodies here. Um, a lot of digression, a lot of, uh, different forks in the road of what we're talking about. We could be talking about one thing and then I could just digress to something else. Cause I'm really good at that. My wife kind of like keeps the structure and she's on her phone not really paying attention to what i'm saying oh yeah you liar i'm just kidding jesus christ Uh, anyways um so we are four and a half minutes in and i feel like we just wasted four and a half minutes of your life so let's try to give you some time of that back and some valued content so um i guess let me start off by saying you know asking my wife what general stuff she tends to believe in more than anything else like what's her big thing because honestly a lot of my stuff is just i'm more of the cryptids and aliens ufo sort of thing and i guess the lizard people i mean if you're into that kind of stuff but my wife's more of the paranormal so i mean what what do you really believe in i think i have to keep an open mind I, th- I think anything paranormal, really. Like, I used to not even think about cryptids until I met you. It Well, because everybody laughs at it. Because everything, every time you mention the word cryptid, you think of, like, Loch Ness Monster, which... Let's just be no, real, I folks. I wasn't even aware that he was a cryptid. Like, I was... I had no idea that that was a thing. I... <laughs> The Loch Ness Monster, you know, has always been kind of like the touch point for me about things because I'm not sure if, like, he's real or not, but I know for a fact Bigfoot's real. He's There has been some things that I've heard and... Well, I, I didn't even know that Bigfoot was considered a cryptid. I just thought that they were all paranormal things. Yeah, like, well, there's... I, my knowledge about the paranormal basically was ghost hunters, you know... Oh, yeah, your boyfriend, Zach oh, Baggins. no, no, what's... Ghost Adventures, that's Ghost, the show. That's Ghost Adventures with, uh, with, uh... Yeah, but it all started with Ghost Hunters, no, A Haunting. I thought you said it started with that British TV show where they did the castles, or was that just something that you watched? That was when I was a real little kid, and that was my first taste of the paranormal. Yeah, because I remember there was a... Haunted Hotels. Yeah, because it was like, it was like, well, didn't they have Haunted Castles as well, and it was like... They, I think they did, yeah, but it wasn't like a series. It, it was, was like a limited run, like one episode, or maybe two or three. I know it's on, I think, Hulu or Amazon or something like that. Yeah, but I was like obsessed with that when I was kid and then when i became older a haunting started coming on and ghost hunters i don't know what spurred that but that was that had a big boom yeah well i remember in the 90s when they had the fox special um about the alien autopsy and that's what got me into the aliens and got me into the Outer world stuff. Yeah, you were born in '93. I was born in '89. So yeah, I was like five or six. Not personal I think that, info. Personal info. Yeah, whatever. We're young. We're millennials. 
we're pushing we're pushing our age <laughs> wife's still in her 20s i'm in my 30s i'm already old anyways um so i feel like it began for me with the alien autopsy in the mid 90s and i remember watching the x-files when i was like seven or eight and i shouldn't have been watching it uh my formula of mind uh was wrapped around that aliens existed and bigfoot existed nightmares uh well, you know, honestly, the X Files really didn't give me the nightmares. You know what honestly gave me the nightmares was the Goosebumps shows. For some reason, I know they were oh, they I were Goosebumps. I, uh, Goosebumps was great, but for some reason, I think the one that got me the most was the the were the, the the werewolf one. But <clears throat> I used to get nightmares from Goosebumps. And are you afraid of the dark? The one scene I speaking of that the one that gave me the nightmares the most, honestly, out of all both those shows, was the scene was the episode where they were talking about the the entity in the water in the pool and it drowned people in the pool, and they were trying to escape the water. Oh uh, yeah, that 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 one stuck with me, or the one where they're in the alien ship, or whatnot, and they have the faceless—they're the white faceless creatures. Nodding my head, and I forget that nobody can see me. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you're not. Well, I'm I'm sitting here making facial gestures, looking like a complete buffoon. <laughs> but you know, um, I don't know. I think uh, I think a lot of it started in the mid '90s for me, and then it evolved. Um, the ghost paranormal stuff kind of was like I was into, but it was kind of like a side side topic for me um if you will and yeah, we're both into the paranormal but like completely opposite sides well yes and this is true but when i first met you i started getting more into the the yeah. the, re- the spiritual stuff because you said some pretty gnarly stuff about your dad's mom's house and i and i believed you but at the same time i'm not gonna lie my grandma's house oh yeah there's a lot of i was skeptical at the same time and then i remember going there and i sensed a presence and i'm not one of those people who said oh i've seen everything i've done everything it's one of those things where i was like i've i've had bits and pieces of like like an actual hair raising feeling a hair raising feeling like there's people out there who will say like i've had six ghost encounters and 14 bigfoot encounters one loch ness monster and one one close yeah exactly i i I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I've had a couple not of weird... Not discredit people that do say. No, yeah, not to discredit. Because I'm one of those people. Well, I'm not really trying to discredit them either. I, I guess we're bouncing back from what I'm saying, well, I guess. Actually, I think we just discredited ourselves. Well, we did. This podcast is <laughs> a fucking fake, guys. This, this, we, we're, we're done. It's over. Cut this now. <laughs> Cut. No, but in all seriousness, though, I think that... Um, you know, it's okay. It's okay to like have a couple of incidences and different specters and different realms. It's of, when their stories fall apart and they yeah. can't give you any like details. Well, kind of like a podcast I listened to a few years ago about Sasquatch and oh yeah, call well, out somebody else. Well, well, <laughs> get it away from they're us. still doing their thing, but they're they're. Uh, their stories, the, the people that tell stories on my podcast, are, are I would feel legit, but their story is not. It's been torn apart by Reddit, and I will give Reddit credit. That rhyme too. I will give Reddit credit. where credit is due on that because Reddit is honestly a good place to get for people to like kind of figure out the truth behind something because it's a bunch of people get together. But then you also be careful about it too because a lot of people on Reddit like to be right when they know that when they're actually blatantly wrong. So you kind of have to pick through. But when you have enough evidence pointing towards one thing or another, or when you actually have scientific data that backs up what they're claiming. I mean, and you can do it on any platform, Facebook, Twitter, or Reddit. But the problem is, is that, you know, I'm not going to get into the politics of it again, like I said, but, you know, you get like the false news and the false information and all that crap like that. You know, you know, we can do another episode about false flags later on. That'd be kind of interesting. We're not going to talk about certain individual, individual incidences, though, because that's a little touchy subject, subject, but there are some, well, I mean, you know, false flags, they go back in the day to pirate days. 
yeah. where they'd raise the British flag or a Spanish Spanish flag, and then they would do Does, the. That doesn't have anything to do with the paranormal. No, but it's we're in the Netherverse. The whole podcast is about conspiracies, pot, you know, cryptids, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, you know, good conspiracies, not bad conspiracies like the frogs turn you. You know, water turn oh. the frogs gay, or you know, there's fluoride That's in your water. Conspiracy. Yeah. Well, Alex Jones. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get into. We're not gonna get into the guy who sells uh, his protein shakes and stuff off to the side, and when you drink him, you have the nastiest problems in the world, health wise. But anyways, we're gonna digress on that. But um, I guess the fascination of it is for me. I guess is is it's not it's provable but it's not provable at the same time like we know something's out there and there's got to be something out there albeit you know aliens you know bigfoot you know or ghosts and stuff like that it's the chase of trying to make it provable that makes it fun for me is 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 researching it and just you know i'm just an amateur researcher i'm not professional so i'm not one of those people who are going to be on the history channel like you know Giorgio Tsoukalos, Aliens. You know, we're not going to be like that. Or God's dated. That show has been on the air for 12, 13 years. Oh, God. I remember when I came out when I was in Afghanistan. Where some guy next to me in the rack, he was we're, we're in we're in a we're in a leatherneck and we're in this giant tent and there's like 40, 50 racks in this tent and the guy next in the rack next to me is watching some weird show. This guy's got this hair that's like standing like eight feet tall, looking like he's got like you know snap into a slim gym sort of shit going on the, the hair like oh no I'm sorry not that's the wrong context like the trolls the trolley with the yes, troll hair the, the troll hair and yeah I'm I don't know what the hell I'm talking about folks but uh. I'm tired. It's like, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, it's yes. it's, it's ten sixteen. Yeah, I looked at the clock; it's not even late. Yeah, I know it's not even late. We're old. That or that. <laughs> Anyways, no, but um, I remember looking over and I was like, Omilla, you know what? What the hell is that? And he's like, Oh man, you haven't heard about this show? And I'm like, What are you talking about? And he's like, It's some History Channel show. You know, they went from Hitler. Now they're gone. They've they've exhausted the Hitler conspiracies. Now they're going to the uh, ancient aliens. And I'm started watching bits and pieces with him. And then I finally got glued to it. And that's what rejuvenated my fascination, ironically enough, into the outer world. And I'm not saying that show is 100% accurate, but they do provide a lot of good questions. It entertaining. To, it's entertaining, but there are some they do. It's 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 an entertainment show sprinkled with facts, not the other way around, where it's a factual show sprinkled with entertainment. There is no there's no full 100% factual basis in that show. And people mock it still to this day. But. You know, I wanted to go to AlienCon for a while, and I decided, you know, I'm probably not going to do that now. That's I've seen some of the YouTube videos on that, and it is like, it's 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 like going down the same road as other brutal. <laughs> conventions. Brutal. Um, so, I guess um, we, me and my wife have my wife and I have different views of the paranormal and different ideas and different beliefs, but. I wouldn't say they're like that different. No, but they but we're, we're we we study different things. We we research different things I mean, because we're obsessed with different things. <clears throat> obsessed, we're obsessed. There's no studying going on. I, here. Well, yeah, no studying. It's just like reading Reddit stories and for no, no, we're not gonna say four chan. I'm talking about uh, uh, creepy pasta. This four chan is another. Uh, <laughs> that's another road for. That's another day for another adventure. Um, I guess what it boils down to is, is I remember when I was a kid, there was an incident that happened at my parents' house um, the second, third time we moved. Because I was, I think, three or four months old when we moved the first time. And we moved to a place out in the woods the second time. And then we moved one more time just a half mile down the road. Yeah, we're big movers here. Um, 
there was here's the thing about this area where my parents live in it's a beautiful hidden valley so to speak with like it's kind of it's mountainous but there's like hidden valley upon hidden valley we're it's in like western oregon for context yeah we're in western oregon for context um you know my parents live out you know in the bigfoot area bigfoot area you know they live out in the uh you know they live out in the uh sticks sticks you know uh west of eugene area going on the highway there um and the area out there yourself, Jesus. well yeah i gotta dox myself you know um bigfoot might know oh, bigfoot might know yeah um i used to grow up in the western part of oregon um over there by a place a little town called cheshire um and if you're familiar with that area which probably most of listeners is not gonna be familiar with any of this area um this area is farmland but if you go further west into the side of the 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 coastal mountain ranges because oregon's separate with coastal mountain range and the cascade mountain range if you go towards the coastal mountain range and on the highway going towards the coast um it starts becoming more mountainous more more heavy terrain of trees and mountains and what's beautiful about it is this range creates hidden valleys and some places have like two or three hidden valleys like that are linked together that are separated by small hills so essentially it's probably just one giant valley but um the whole thing is beautiful. It, it's a, it's, it's beautiful. I, I'm telling you right now, Oregon Aesthetics. is a, it's aesthetically pleasing. I mean, there's a lot of weirdos out here, but it's aesthetically pleasing. And or we're two of the weirdos. Uh, we're two of those weirdos, but we're not <laughs> that weird. Um, we don't live in Medford, and we don't live in Portland, and we don't oh. live in uh, Baker City. I'm just kidding. All three of those towns are nice towns when they're not on fire or when they're Fort Or. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm sorry. Um Anyways, yeah, it's a lovely state, lovely people here. A lot of good people do live here. Um, they're just like any other state. You got your weirdos and you got your good people. You got your, you know, you got people that do bad things. But And Bigfoot. Allegedly. And Bigfoot, too. Bigfoot allegedly. Um, anyway, so I live in this area. Um, we lived out there for several years. Um, Although we could have segued into a personal experience here. What's what? With Bigfoot. Remember our camping? Trip? Oh, over by Mitchell. Yeah, that. Well, you heard it, and I heard the very tail end of it, and I just thought, honestly, I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah, I told. I told you what I thought. I thought of it, but um, yeah, there. I've never had any encounters with Bigfoot per se. I've had weird feelings in the woods. We have a lot of mountain lions here. We have a lot of bobcats. I'm going to be honest. I did not believe in Bigfoot. Well, I believe in Bigfoot more than I believe in Loch Ness Monster. And I believe in Bigfoot more and more each day because there are more and more stories that come out and more and more credible evidence. I mean, you got Dr. Meldrum and you know, with his foot cast out of Idaho. He, he's a, you know, then you got the Patterson-Gimlin film and four people have come forward saying they wore the suit and all four people have been disproven. I mean, it's, and then, you know, you know, Robert Gimlin himself saying that no one ever authorized a suit and every one of those four people who pulled the suit out, it's been a different suit and never matched the one that was seen in the film. I still believe that that the PGR, uh, the PGF is the, the, cream of the crop so to speak of bigfoot sightings i mean there's a few other videos out there that have pretty good evidence but the patterson gimlin film footage is really it's really astounding to watch and it's um it's i remember watching it when i was a kid i remember one of the first things i watched and i remember it was on i think it was on unsolved mysteries or some sort of tv show talking about bigfoot me and my dad were sitting on the couch and i was like five 
And I remember asking, I was like, what is that? And he's like, that's Bigfoot. And he started joking around. I was like five in the morning. You know, my dad gets up early and goes to work when he's logging. Still does it to this day. I get up, I go to bed like at 10 and wake up at two and he's off he goes. But uh, he tells stories about how he's out in the woods and stuff. And he said he never saw anything, but he, he would, you get those weird icky feelings when you're out there, you know. And I've been in places like that too, where I think it's like a mountain lion or a bobcat, but for some reason it just didn't feel right. You know, a lot of locals out here in Oregon believe in Bigfoot. I mean, the Cottage Grove prints on, on the Cottage Grove Lake or reservoir is probably one of the best examples of prints we have. Um, I know it was on, you know, was it, was that Finding Bigfoot show? I know that shows, a, you know, a lot of it's a load of yeah, shit. That, that show is... It's a load of shit, but... I feel like it makes fun of Bigfoot more than it... It, well, it does, but I, I will say that Bobo and Cliff are probably two of the most rabid enthusiasts of Bigfoot, so he's got his own... You know, I've never been to his facility up in Hood River, up in that area where he's got his Bigfoot museum, but I heard he turns out some pretty good uh, pretty good crowds. I heard he's a hell of a nice guy, too. I heard he's really cool, but uh, um, <clears throat> I'm going back to what we're saying... I remember we were camping a couple years ago. That was a ago. really long segue. Well, that was a beautifully long segue. It's going to go into, like, nothing we're going to talk about that makes no sense at all. But uh, we were out there at Mitchell a couple years ago camping um, with some family, grandparents, some family, parents, and, and friends, family friends. And we're having all get-together. And we go to different locations each night. We did three nights. And we stayed you know, we stayed in one location one night and moved to another location for two nights. Um it was great. It was, it was a great trip. It was a beautiful trip, too. It was over the Mitchell Granite area. And, if, you know, you want to see some cool ghost towns, go to Granite. It's it's pretty neat. It got yeah, some old, cool. uh, you know, 18th century or 19th century um, graves there, you know, and cemetery from pioneers that came across. Super old wood buildings. Oh, man. It's like, like, legit looks like the Wild West. Yeah, you see it in the Wild West and stuff like that. It was pretty legit. Um, so we were the first night there, and there's bears out there and stuff like that. There's mountain lions, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, I know I saw a rattlesnake. Yeah, we there's rattlesnakes, and we had a snake next to our tent too, which is funny as shit. Um, wasn't funny to me. Well, no, but we also I think we had something cross our path in front of our tent because I remember waking up and hearing rustling outside, but it didn't sound like gigantic. It just sounded like, but like I said, I I woke up, heard it, and then I went back to sleep. I remember with that first time there, I woke up. And heard something, but I couldn't recognize what it was. And then I went back to sleep. And then I started talking to my wife the next day. And you were the it first one. To... It wasn't the first night. It was our last night. No, we didn't hear it the last night. Yeah, I heard it the, the last night we were there. No, the first night we were there, we were on the mountainside. And you said it was on the mountainside that you heard it. Mm-mm. Oh, you heard it at the other spot? Because I thought I heard something weird over there on the first night on the top of the mountainside. You but... heard something weird. I was dead asleep. Yeah, I heard something weird. It was like a yowling sound. Um, kind of like I'm not gonna imitate it here. It's late at night and our daughter's asleep. And I want to wake her up, but it sounded weird. But I, I, it to me, it kind of sounded like a bear. So I kind of just let it be. But it didn't sound like it sounded bigger than a bear. But I'll tell you what, we're on the mountainside. Things that go. So scientifically speaking, it probably was a bear echoing. My wife on the third night, I get you know, I guess she is the one that I thought was a well, I thought she heard the first night too. A disgruntled camper or two people getting it on, but you never know. Yeah, hmm. Anyways, yeah, the third night, I didn't hear anything. I, I don't know, it wasn't night, it was early in the morning, it was like 5 30. Oh, well, the thing is, is like because I was, I was up, like it, it woke me up. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, I thought it was the people 
that were uh, like 20 feet down the way camping. I was like, what the, why the hell are they screaming this early? <laughs> and then I started to really wake up and it, it sounded like a, a whoop. And it went whoop, and then it went whoop. Like, it's really hard to describe how it went because I just can't get my voice to do it. <laughs> but for some reason, it made me just freeze. And I just, it didn't sound human. It, it sounded human, but not human. And I could tell definitely it was not a mountain lion. Well, yeah, mountain lions don't whoop. Like, period. They, no. Yeah, they don't make that noise. Well, mountain lions sound like... A lady screaming and other things too, like someone being murdered. But it did not sound like a mountain lion. Did not sound like a bear? Did not sound like a bobcat? Well, and that's the thing is, is and it, it made me completely freeze and my blood ran cold and it was just really creepy. Like I didn't want to get out of the tent and I had to pee so bad. <laughs> I remember the first night, first night we were there, I had to get up and go pee. It was like two in the morning and we brought we brought the rifle and the handgun with us because, you know, it wasn't hunting season, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, animals out there that can track up and, you know, you're you're allowed to defend yourself. So I had, you know, I had the Mosin and I had a, you know, a nine mil hollow point, you know, it's not anything to write home about, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and... Throwing rocks at the mountain lion. That's yeah, true too. You know, a loud bang will scare anything off. You know, Mosin, you know, it's a good gun, but I'm not gonna take it out to the shitter with me. So I'm taking this nine mil out there, hollow point. You know, it could do some damage, but it's just gonna piss off anything bigger than a deer, if that. So I go to the bathroom, and I just the weird, eerie feeling of like silence. You know, you're out in the woods, you hear silence. You know, it's kind of it's kind of odd, but um, nothing too concerning. Like I was scared out of my mind, but it was unnerving. But then. As soon as I got back in the tent, the crickets started chirping. So it's, it's you know, when you're out there and they're not used to seeing humans, things are going to be quiet. Um, but there was something odd on the third night. You know, thinking back on it now, I it was a bit odd. But I just brushed off because, you know, there was people at other campsites and stuff too. And what was strange is, you know, I didn't hear it that night. You know, my wife heard it, but... It made sense why people were starting to leave a little early in the morning, too. Like, I was going to say, well, it didn't happen at night. I, don't, I know, like, everybody says it happens at night, but it doesn't. Like, well, yeah, but, I mean, it happened, happened in the morning. Like, right at the crack of dawn. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, there's something out there. But um, going back to my parents' place, um, we moved in there in 2001, the 2000 time frame, right after the millennium Y2K scare. Um we moved in and it was a single white trailer and I remember the family that lived there their lawn wasn't kept up they had a couple of trash cars in the lawn it looked like trash um it was well they kept the outside area decently clean but there was a lot of areas that were just trash but the grass was really tall when we first bought it because they were renting it out it was a landowner and he was renting it out to his family. And um now it sounds like we're getting into hoarders. Well, it, there was nothing in the house when we got in there, but it was just the place was just dirty. Um the people who lived there was a single mother and her and her daughter, and I can't her daughter's name was Katrina, and I don't remember the, the mother's name. Um I don't remember if they were Hispanic or if they were Native American. Um, they were, I think they were Native American. Um, 
but they were really nice people when we moved in. We, we told we you know they went to she went to the school I went to. She was a couple grades younger than me. Her mom was really nice. They were really nice people. Um, but that's the thing is, we moved in the house, and the first few weeks I was there, nothing really weird happened. It didn't feel anything weird. And you know, a young kid who's hitting puberty, you know, all your hormones are firing off and all this stuff like that. And you know, I growing up, I was extremely afraid of the dark, and it wasn't like what's out there to get me was more of like, I can't see what's out there to get me. So you went from talking about hormones to being afraid of the dark. Yeah. So it's, it's, I've always been afraid of the dark. Um, don't really cause it. It's just darkness kind of, I guess the envelopment of darkness scares the shit out of me. But then again, I guess everybody has their fears. Um, I have a lot of fears. I, I think it's the not being able to see what's out there and, and like you, your brain makes you feel like you're being watched. Yeah, but your mind can, but your body can sense it's things out there. Games. Well, honestly, your instincts know something's out there. Um, nothing unusual happened. We had some next door neighbors um, whose mother was into like witchcraft or something. I don't think she was in witchcraft. She she was Wiccan, I think. I can't remember. Um, or something or rather. Um. I don't think she did anything wrong or bad. I don't think she was that. Um, she always called herself a good witch. She, I remember her saying that. I'm a witch. I'm a good witch. I'm just like, okay, I think of Wizard of Oz here. I'm just like, oh, someone's mind just snapped. But uh, <sighs> it all started with the footprints on the, the footsteps on the roof. And I've dealt with a lot of things and I've seen a lot of things. Um, not otherworldly, but just nasty, strange things. You scratch your head and wonder. But this is one of those events that just sticks with me all the time because it happened so often. But it was not, it was not predictable either. It would go away for six months and then come back six months later. Or it could be going on for three months and disappear for a whole year. Um, and it happened over, you know, honestly... We tore the trailer down and put in a double-wide manufactured home. It didn't really happen so much on the trailer, but where the... it I don't know. I think something... I don't know. It started happening right after we tore the trailer down, about six months to a year in, living there. Um, strange things happened before that. I really didn't notice, really didn't pay attention. Um, the creek always gave me eerie feelings because it was dark and foreboding down there. Even during the day, it was darker. And at nighttime, you always feel like someone was watching you. Well, we have mountain lions out there that would take the neighbor's goats, so it's most likely mountain lions. But I would build a double wide manufactured home. We had a falling out with one of our with our neighbors um, a few years later, and things get a little hectic, um, stress wise for everybody. And then we patch things up, so it, it was weird. But when I was a kid, there was footsteps on the roof, and it was it was, and it wasn't like stomping it was like light stepping like you hear it and it, you know at first i was a cat you know it was just, you know cats and you know get on the roof or you know the oh shit the mountain line well, i guess to skip ahead like quite a bit it definitely didn't sound like a cat no i mean when i, I was a, but but you know when you hear it you think you're trying your mind's trying to rationalize what it is and i'm just sitting there like oh, f- oh shit this is the end this is the end you know it's gonna come to that window right next to me and take me out you mean like a big cat is that what you mean well i will i mean tangy's a chunker our cat's a chunker make that sound man with boots that's what it sounded like you know later on um 
one time my dad got pissed off because he heard it. And oh, I guess he's, man. he, yeah. I guess my dad heard it several times, but he just ignored it. But he's a heavy sleeper too. We go outside together and we, we look up out there. We wake, yeah, we can't. The man's, the man, when he goes to sleep, he goes to sleep. He's out cold. If you touch him, he's like, but then he goes right back <laughs> to sleep at two cents. The man could sleep standing up. He'll sit on the couch. I remember when I was a kid, he'd be on the couch and he would he'd be home from work and he worked his ass off to the bone, but he would sit on the couch and watch TV. And then five cents later, he's like, <laughs> And I'm just like, what? That's that classic dad nap. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, the you know, classic dad nap. Um, we went outside. We got flashlights on the roof. Nothing. Nothing out there. My dad's like, what the hell? And then we were like, and my dad like immediately went into panic mode. I won't say panic mode. He went into like frenzy mode. He said, get inside. You know, it's a mountain lion. So we got to fuck back inside because there's trees around us and oak trees. And you know, mountain lions like to hide up in trees and pounce on things. So went back inside and it stopped for a couple weeks. And it continued happening throughout the time I was there until I left to go to the Marine Corps. And then when I come back on leave, it would never happen when I was on leave. But fast forward a few years later, after my wife I moved here, we stayed with my parents for a few months till we got settled on our feet and then got our own place. Um, I forgot about the military. And... Our daughter wasn't born yet, and she was just about to be born, and that's when the footsteps happened. And I didn't hear him first; my wife did. And well, I didn't hear him on the roof first. I first heard him on the front porch. That's also been a thing too. When I was a kid, my mom. Well, my mom also said that. Yeah, I was. Well, I was sitting with her. We were watching TV, and it was before you and your dad were gonna. You guys were about to come home. It was almost dinner time, and we were sitting there watching TV, and it sounded like. I thought one of you guys was home because I heard a man wearing boots walk up to the front door and then nobody came in the door and I looked at your mom and then she looked at me and then she just turned the volume up on the TV. Well, that, you know, you just unlocked a hidden memory that I forgot about. <laughs> I, was I was about like, okay. 15, 16. And my mom said, Keith, there is something outside. And this was our, this was our, actually, no, this was on the trailer, the single wide. Before, this is about a month before we decided to tear down the single wide and put it in the manufacturing home. And my mom looked at my dad and she said, Keith, there's something out there and it's trying to get in the door. I just saw him, pu- I just saw him put, try to push the door open. And then it was other real because I looked over and there was nobody there. But my mom, she's not a liar. I would never call her a liar. Um, but. No, I wouldn't either. But. I do remember her, the the thing that she, the, the look on her face, like, there's nothing, you can't not lie about something like that, where she looked shocked. Fake My dad grabbed like the rifle and went to the front door, and we walked around, and it was, it wasn't nighttime, it was, it was daylight, it was like 6 p.m. in the summertime, so you could still see clearly outside, and there's just little things, and then that's our, that's my, you know, extent of it, but. And something happened when I was there. You had already gone to work. And no, no, it was when you were gone um, for work on one of your trips away. I think you were, yeah, you, you were in another state. And your mom and dad were getting ready for work. And it was like 530 in the morning. They were literally just about to leave to head out for the day. And your mom said, Keith, there's somebody outside. I just saw. And she paused and she said, I I saw what looked like just a black shadow. 
and she was she made him go check and she was scared i could hear it in her voice she was scared and he couldn't find anything you know there's and that was on the back porch and the back porch is the creepiest part you know the creepiest part about this property is the creek it is always it feels like someone's watching you from the creek yeah it does um there is a lot of well i decided to take matters in my own hands a couple years ago and research the area and i don't think the people who lived there before us had anything to do with it um in fact I don't think anybody in that area had anything to do with it. There was in the 1850s a giant malaria outbreak because all of Oregon in this area in the valley, what they call the Willamette Valley, everybody says Willamette, but it's Willamette. It means the Valley of Death. Um, it's an area that used to be wetlands. There's a lot of wetlands still here, but in the 1850s, you know, settlers moving over, they did bring disease and stuff like that that killed off a lot of the native, you know, the indigenous population. Um, but there was a malaria outbreak that killed thousands, tens of thousands of Indians. A lot of uh, Kalapuya Indians died. Um, there was a tribe, well, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was, they, they pronounced it Kimawa. And it was in the Alpine area here, in, there in Oregon. And they reached all the way. There was a small, there was tribes that were only a few square miles. Um, and their reach extended to where we lived. And what got me is that when they had this, when the priests went out there and the settlers went out there and they did head counts of how many indigenous people were there, there was a few thousand, and when they came back in 1858 or 59 or something like that, there was only a handful left um, of the Kimawa, um, Kalapuya. The Kimawa was a branch off of the Kalapuya because you get the Long Tom River, which is actually called Long Tom. Um, it's pronounced Long. It's the 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 indigenous name is Long Tom, like the word Long and Tom, like T U M, but. A lot of them died of malaria and other diseases, and I can't find any conclusive evidence of anything out in our area where we live. I never found any arrowheads or, you know, burial grounds, so to speak, but it lends credence to the fact that maybe the land was cursed by the tribe that lived out there, and I'm not the biggest scholar on Native American or indigenous peoples learning, um, you know, uh, beliefs and teachings. I know of a lot of things, but um, I'm not a scholar, like I said. So I, I, I do believe that they place curses. You know, there's we're not going to say because you're not supposed to say it at nighttime. The yes word. We all know what we're talking about. They don't reach out in this area, but. You know, I wouldn't put it past the land being cursed in some capacity because you look at the track record of the area. There's a lot of murder, suicides, a lot of suicides, a lot of death by cancer. And it's a high number in a small populated area. You know, one of my family, good family friends, Barb and Harry, murder, suicide, happiest people in the world. And they lost their retirement, murder, suicide. 
you know, people dying of cancer, you know, a lot of people dying of cancer, a lot of murder suicides. And, you know, people will say, oh, they just lost retirement. You know, they, they didn't have anything else to live for. Yeah, well, that's true. They have family living out in Chicago. That's where they're from. But you you lose a lot of money and lose your retirement. But the way they did it, it was graphic. I mean, he took her to the bedroom and she knelt down on her knees and he put a bullet in the back of her head and then he shot himself. I mean, you don't desperate, you desperate times you end up doing that, but I don't think. Yeah. It's kind of, you want to pull up mic closer to you if you want to. Um, I will pull the mic closer, but it's, it's strange. There's a lot of disturbing. There's a lot of, yeah. The thing is, is that the water there is heavy water, not like nuclear water, but it's, well, it's, it's got a lot of, um, sulfur in it. You gotta have a lot of salt to cancel out the sulfur and the other iron and the other content in there to soften the water. You guys ever tested the water? Yeah, we tested the water. The water's safe to drink. It's just high in sulfur. It turns everything sulfur brown. You know, when sulfur touches things, that oxidizes, you know, into that brown yeah, the iron. Well it, well, it turns rustic iron color, but at the same time, there's a lot of sulfur. It smells like eggs. I, for a fun fact, I can't smell. I've never been able to smell. No, it's not code related. It's genetic. But yeah, I can't smell either. But I did my own research and found out some things here and there. And I strongly believe the land was cursed. Um, and the land, the thing is, is, my wife said that she heard the footsteps again. I believed her, but I didn't say anything because... I didn't, she just gave birth, you know, you, you, oh, d- you thought it was crazy. No, it's just that when you give birth, you have a lot of hormones flowing through your body post birth as well. Mm. So, so it's might as well cut it here. No, I, I'm just saying, you know, it, I didn't want to fight words. I didn't, I didn't want to start any more problems. You know, I know that, you know, where when you have a kid, you go into protective mode and you want to do everything to protect your kid, but you also don't want to like spill. You don't want to also like say everything all at once to scare everybody. You know, it's like when you told me that you heard the footsteps, I said, I know they've been there. And I remember you said, you heard them too. I was like, no, I've heard them ever since I was a kid. Um, we chose to ignore it, not because we didn't want it's to believe it. Warning, by the way. Well, I told you the land was off. When we got there, and I said, just mind your P's and Q's, don't entertain it, just ignore it if anything happens. I didn't know it was going to come back in footsteps. I just thought the weird eerie feelings would come back because when I go down to the creek at nighttime, I won't go down there at nighttime. It creeps me out. And I'm not saying I've been in some pretty treacherous zones, you know, in Afghanistan and stuff like that, but um, that creek creeps me out. And during the day, it gets, it's not creepy during the day, but it is quiet down there. And it's a really quiet down there at nighttime. Um, it gets dark down there too. Like it, moonlight gets to the edge of the creek. And as soon as it gets into like a, you know, a foot or two away from the creek, it becomes pitch black. And there's a lot of trees that block a lot of light in there at nighttime. But I mean, pitch black, like dark, um, like you're in a cave, no ambient light anywhere. It's dark. It's like looking into a chasm. The chasm looks back into you. Um, you know, it's unnerving to think about. And honestly, it kind of chokes me up a little bit because it's, I don't know what it is and I want to know what it is, but at the same time, I don't want to know what it is because I think sometimes it's better to let sleeping dogs lie, you know, using a tired old worn out pun, you know, saying, I don't know. I just, it freaked me out. 
and it always freaks me out. I don't like talking about it. It's just as bad as the experience I had in Junchura because when there are bad things that happen in the house or that land, it echoes to wherever I'm at. It wasn't so bad. The farther away I get from the area, the less I feel of it. Um, you know, I've entertained the option that it could be a tulpa, you know, a thought demon, you know, a creature you think up and you manifest it into reality and it just fucks with you. I don't know. Um, you know, I like this podcast to be light and funny sometimes, but sometimes we got to get nitty and gritty with what we talk about. And I believe in a lot of things, but this is something that it scares the shit out of me. And me too. And it's horrible, whatever it is, it's, it, it, you know what the worst thing about it is, is that it doesn't want to harm you. It just wants to mentally fuck you up, which is harming, but it doesn't want you dead. It doesn't want you, it, it, well, it wants you dead at the end of the day, but it doesn't want you, it wants you to suffer for as long as you possibly can. So your will is broken to the point where you don't want to live on this earth anymore. And honestly, growing up there as a teenager, I had a lot of depression and it wasn't suicidal or homicidal but I was breaking and I got out when I did and I never felt better and then I came back here with you know due to family concerns and the longer I stay here the I've been here for several years now and the longer I stay here the more broken I become and it's terrible to think about because I love my family but Self-preservation is also just as paramount and protection of the family is my family, my girl, my wife, you know, that's more important than anything else. And, you know, we got to pull up stakes and well, go. They don't even want to stay either. No, they don't want to stay because my mom finally broke down a couple of years ago and told my grandpa, she's like, this land is just cursed. It's bad land. And it is bad land i mean even living on a roll place a half mile down the road and that's the strange thing is is there's parts of that valley that aren't bad but there are parts that are it makes me kind of wonder if there's indian burial mounds or you know somewhere in those areas but there's never really been any evidence of well, it found been discovered well or it could have been discovered and buried over because they didn't want to close the land down you know because yeah. once you hit something like that you gotta shut it down that's a good point um a lot of bad people out there and you know you know and you know you ever go to a town called Junchura? it's like i think a couple businesses and that's it it's over in eastern oregon outside vale i remember my wife you had a nightmare or something that day it happened or something you you said something happened to you at the same time something happened the to me. The footsteps on the roof. That was the very first and last time I heard the footsteps on the roof. I remember that. That's right. They were right. happening. I remember it was about two or three in the morning, and it was in Junchura. And, and I was already I was awake. No, I was texting you. Yeah, and it was like October time frame. It was or or it was September. Because and I was coming back from Eastern Oregon on a trip from working at uh, the company I was at at the time, and it 
I went in outside Ventura in the desert area. There's this uh, rest stop, and it's not really a rest stop. It's just an area where you can go use the restroom, and then that's it. Um, a shit box. Yeah, just a shit box. Three thirty morning, freezing cold, and I'm sitting there shivering. I'm cold as shit, trying to take a shit, and it's like it's like 10, 15 degrees outside. It's desert, like you know, it's cold, and. I don't hear anything pull up to there. And that's the strange thing because I started hearing footsteps. And there wasn't that pulled up there. It was footsteps, like walking in circles around the shitter. And it sounded like two feet. It didn't sound anything at all. And I was, frankly, scared shitless, you know. <laughs> I make it funny there, but uh, break the ice and tension there. But it scared me shitless. And... I remember I said, if I'm going to break out of here, get in the truck and just peel the fuck out of here. And I was driving the Silverado, the work truck. The footsteps sounded like they walked away. And so I said, fuck it, I'm out of here. Busted out of that sh- out of that shitter door and I got in that truck in five seconds flat and I was out of there. It felt like five seconds. It was probably just a few seconds. And I drove down the road and like, I was about 55, 60 miles an hour and... I got about a quarter mile, about I got about a mile away, and then I heard slapping on the side of the truck. Not like, you know, wind slapping, like, like slapping on the side of the truck. And I didn't look because I figured if I looked at something, it would be bad. And it did it a couple times, and then it stopped. And that's when you called me, or did I call you? I called you. Yes, you called me and you were in a dizzy. You were panicking. You had tears. I could hear you were crying. Yeah, because your parents had decided that weekend to go camping to or go something. camping. So I was by myself <clears throat> with our newborn in the sticks with our newborn. And there's what sounds like a man walking on the roof. And you were talking about that. And I never told you what happened in John Churn until I came home until I was safe to you until I knew you were safe. I didn't want to freak you out with that, but you told me Fuss was in the roof, and I just said, get the gun and just barricade yourself in the room and don't do anything. You know, call the cops if you need to. And it was silly because I knew the roof walker was probably whatever the hell's there, a demon, tulpa, whatever. Um, so I get home, and I tell my wife what happened. And, you know, in Junchura, and we kind of coordinated that it happened at the same time. And strangely enough, it stopped happening for several months after that. For we were, we were living there for about a year. We got a place, and it stopped. Yeah. It stopped, and then the last two weeks we were there, it happened again, and then it stopped. And nothing really happened after that. And where we live now, we live next to a cemetery. I get some weird vibes from the cemetery, but there's a lot of druggies live there that go up there and do drugs too. A lot of high schools go up there and actually, you know, it's, it's been calmer here next to the good old cemetery than it was at the parents' house. But yeah, you, there's always a feeling someone's watching you from the cemetery. Um, so I don't go out at nighttime next to the cemetery. And there's people building the house next to it too. But it so it feels like it stays right there at the fence line. It doesn't come any closer. Well, yeah, because it's a realm. It's watching you. It's protecting that cemetery. You know, those some of those graves go back to like 1842. So it's you know it's it's you know people from almost 200 years ago. You know, but living there has brought in a lot of perspectives of the paranormal for me on ghost side. You know, and unexplainable entities. And it's it's unnerving and it's scary as shit. And I tell you what, 
it feels good talking about it, but I hate talking about it too because I hate reliving those those memories as a kid. I hate reliving those memories of having to race home. Actually, that's kind of like the opposite of, for me, it feels like cathartic to get it out. It feels good to talk about for me, like I said, but it 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 doesn't at the same time. It scares the shit out of me because I hate reliving it. Yeah, it makes me not want to go to bed. You know, but... I don't know. We decided to break out after seven months of not doing a podcast and going to something else. Um, you know, no, we're just too fucking lazy. Yeah, Sorry. I know. We honestly, and we are just fucking lazy, and we don't do it. And there's a cat. Our cat's put its paw. It's Tangy. And ironically enough, oh, coming under the bedroom door. Is. We keep our door closed so our daughter doesn't hear us. I mean, she's on the other side of the house, but you know, we, we don't want to cause any more noise. But you know, I guess since I told my story, what was what has been the scariest event you've ever had growing up? Oh. Or do you know, is it the girl in the house or is that... I would have to say that tops it. What, what, well, please, if you want to, please explain what this, what if the girl... I, know. I mean, if you feel like it, you don't have to, you don't want to. It takes a lot for me to tell my stories because it scares the shit out of me. And I just, it's the one story that I have in this world that I will never let go of. You know, we should also do a podcast on dreams because we've had some interesting dreams as well. Oh, yeah, we've had some interesting, surreal dreams. kind of, like, go into this. Yeah, um, you know, growing up, I'll segue into a little bit of it. You know, I've had an outer body experience, what feels like an outer body experience, but I think it was a very lucid, very, very extremely lucid dream. I just say outer body because that's the only other explanation um related to it and it it's just it's kind of i am i'm it's not me i know it's not me but it's in the area where i used to live in california for a year with my aunt um and i'm running down the street but i know it's oh, not tell a story that should be another podcast well it just well i just say what it is it ends up being kind of weird because i feel, i i'm looking up at the ceiling when i wake up and i feel like this tingling sensation as my body is like kind of like bouncing back into my, like my soul's bouncing back into my body. It was extremely fucking weird and it was scary. It well, I honestly tell you the truth, it wasn't like scary, scary. It was like the fact is, is I'm like looking up at the ceiling and I cannot move and I am just like watching. I'm watching myself like from leaving the top of the ceiling to the, to the bed. <laughs> I didn't tell my story or yeah go ahead I mean I'm sorry I mean, keep segueing and you talk about your crap I do we're not gonna fight about that tonight mm. <laughs> not for the listeners that's gonna be for patreon oh <laughs> anyway the scariest experience I've had paranormal um would have to be there's a lot I mean we could we could even just do this as another episode on my side of the family's bullshit. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to bring part two of our personal experiences next week. Um, but, you know, we'll probably do a back-to-back tonight, and then I'll just archive both episodes and drop one tonight and drop the next one next week, give us some material to work on. Um, How long do we uh, blow hot air? We blow hot air for about 54 minutes and 25 seconds. That's pretty good, yeah. Uh, Well, you know, I also kind of want to, like, end the episode on some other stuff, too. You know, I try to, like, you know, there's other podcasts out there that, you know, they do, they talk about one subject, but they they also, like, 
kind of talk about relevant things going around in the world or something like that or you know you know news or let's say news news but like you know like relevant topics and stuff like that or you know they just blow some steam off but uh i don't know we i hope to god this podcast we don't stop it and do it again seven months from now we have like a limited extreme run that you guys just like maybe you guys like it who knows if you guys don't like it oh well i'm still gonna put it out there (laughs) nuts to you um got a lot of stories about afghanistan um cool stories Uh, you know i remember a lot of things going on there but uh we actually think about we have quite a few stories that we could tell different episodes yeah you know it does feel good talking about it you know it does feel good it does feel good i don't like he wants to be let in Big one. Can't stand it. Big one wants to let in. All right, folks, give me a second here. We'll let my big ass cat in here. Oh. Which one was it? It was Tavi. Oh, the tiny one. Tiny one. Tavi was just screwing around in there. Now they're all four in the living room playing. Anyways, um, yeah, that was that was probably those two stories are probably like you know the the biggest factor in my life of kind of understanding there's something out there that's otherworldly that's you know spiritual or you know something like it was evil there's nothing good about it it's evil and the land is cursed it's there's something there and it's hard to to uh wrap your mind around the around it in the sense of you know what is it? Because I don't know what it is, and I want to know what it is, but... And I don't either, and it makes me really wary to go back and spend the night at your parents' house. Yeah, um, I love my parents to death. They're, they're, they honestly are they're decent... They're people. They just... They're decent people. They're just, they're, they're just... They live in a shit area, and I feel so bad for them. But they're moving out soon, too, so I, I wish the best luck for them. They're going to get a different place, but a lot of people have died there. Um, like, like I said, it's not a very... It's, it's a great area to live, but it's not a good area to live at the same time. Like, you look at it, it's serene and beautiful, but, you know, you know, I just, uh, I don't know what it is. You know, I started, you know, I started researching, I, you know, I I kind of lean towards either Cursed Land or a Tulpa because I, I grew up pretty rough as well. Like, I had a lot of emotional issues, not like schizophrenia or anything, like mental, heavy mental issues, but I had like, you know, you know, growing up, you know, I was... You know, it it's a hick town and I wasn't a hick. So kinda of being Are the odd one sure? out. What? Are you sure? Alright, am I sure? Yeah, I don't know. Um I don't think I had like the rough, rough childhood, but you know, I you know, it was not the most stellar childhood, but I think we're both rednecks. I just think that a lot of negativity on the land. I'm trying to be honest. Anyways, a lot of negativity on land and a lot of, uh, you know, angst growing up and a lot of things going on in the world created a lot of negative space there. And maybe something was created, but topos usually dissipate when you start becoming... Were you thinking that you created it? I don't know if I created it or if, like, it was a manifestation of everybody living there. Because you, because most people, if you think hard enough, can create a tulpa. You know, not one person can create a tulpa. It can be multiple people. Um, 
a lot of negative space there. So whoever created it, it stayed on. But the thing is, I don't think Tulpa stay on when someone leaves. But I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not too familiar with them because it's one of those things you just don't want to talk about because they are not... They're not an entity that is very friendly. They're... <clears throat> my understanding is they're worse than a poltergeist. Um, I will say, though... I will say that I had a lot of fun as a kid there, too, you know, thinking back on it. A lot of sleepless nights. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, one would see that. You saw it firsthand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't see anything. I only heard stuff. Well, you didn't see any anything there because I, I feel like... No, I literally never saw anything. I only ever heard stuff. Well, the thing is, I, I wouldn't say I saw anything, but... You look down in the creek, you know something's there. It's There's a presence. So there's a difference between seeing something and feeling like something's watching you. Yeah, but... Our bodies are wonderful pieces of biomechanics, but... And they can pick up the scariest of senses of things, like... You know, we everybody says we have five senses, but, you know, our body has dozens of different senses and sensors that coordinate together and some things are stronger than the others and I've walked into places you know customers houses where I used to work at a job you know installing cable I don't do it anymore I used to install cable and you go into customers houses and you 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 get to see your feelings of like oh man there's something here but you just leave it alone I mean some places I go to I feel like I've closed more doors than I've opened or opened more doors than I've closed you know, you don't think twice about it because, you know, not every entity is out to get you, you know, peaceful. You know, I've been to a customer's houses where, you know, I felt like there may have been something there. But, you know, like I said, it could just be me having a subconscious freak out. So you know, I boil it down to a lot of science, you know, subconscious, you know, a lot of stress events that subconsciously are affecting me. So I don't really want to say that, oh they exist you know it's more of like there's something out there but it's yet to be seen by me but i've heard it but just because you hear it doesn't mean it exists either you know it but at the same time i know i'm not crazy so it's something's out there and it's just it can go in circles all day about it it's just it's fucking fantastically scary i mean whatever it is and it's dark it's evil you know, kind of like the story, you know, when you, me, and Lauren and Thomas were at your dad's house visiting. <laughs> and Thomas saw the man in the white shirt. And I looked over and saw him too, but you two didn't see him. I know, we were busy talking. But he saw it and I saw it, you know. But I don't know, I just... Some things I guess are best left untouched, you know. Left, uh... Left for another episode. Left for another episode. A year later. A year later. <sighs> Sorry, I was drinking my Mountain Dew there. Um. Anyways. Anyways, so, we, like I said, I want this podcast to be more generalized about everything, you know, topics of the, of the moment, you know, what we want to talk about, you know... I try to keep things structured, but you know what? That doesn't make it fun. It makes it 
if you structure it, that means you have to plan it out. And that's not fun at all, especially for something like this. You know, you just talk about it. You got to have a little bit, of, we got to have a little bit of structure of what we're going to talk about, but I don't even be planning this stuff out. It just, whatever comes to mind, we just throw up the mics and call it a day. Well, anyways, folks, thanks for listening. I know it's been kind of, uh, kind of probably, you're probably wondering like, what the hell are these people talking about? And it's just word vomit. Just word vomit at this point. But, uh, I rest assured I'm going to make this as engaging as possible. And if you guys have any ideas, you know, we are on, you know, I'm on, we're on Twitter, you know, into the netherverse and I'm trying to make a Facebook group, but I don't think I'm going to launch it quite yet. Um, yeah, we got a podcast into the netherverse. Um, so you can, you can go on there and, you know, say what you want to talk about and, you know, join up and Hey, you know, sometimes we'll throw polls out there maybe, or, you know, I'll, I'll throw a questionnaire out there. Or if you just even shoot me a tweet saying, Hey, you know, this is what I want you to talk about next. We'll dig it up and we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about it. Um. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I know it's all over the place, but you know what? I, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. You know, just like anything else, gotta have growing pains. But thank you for listening, and um, until next time, it's been your host uh, Kyle and Victoria on to the Netherverse. Yay. <laughs>